0: Hi, my name is Renita, and I am your host of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. My podcast aligns with the idea of my blog of feeling comfortable with you. I'm excited to share topics and ideas with you today. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome. Welcome. If you like what you hear and see, please subscribe to the Be Your Own Kind YouTube channel. And if you're listening to the podcast, please follow me. Also in the description box, you can find my Linktree link to all Be Your Own Kind related matters, such as the BYOK merch, where we sell items from t-shirts, sweatshirts, masks, and mugs. Also, you will find our website and the links to my social media. Also, we are always looking to collaborate with others such as business owners, vloggers, bloggers, or just if you simply want to share your story. Last but not least, if you are looking to promote your business, Be Your Own Kind will gladly promote you. If you are interested in details, please email me at info at beyouronkind.com. Thank you for tuning in and for supporting the Be Your Own Kind platform.
1: Treasure Glitz customizes stem and stemless glasses, mugs, shot glasses, you name it. I love showing off my personalized glasses. She has customized glasses for personal use and even for the Be Your Own Kind podcast. Customized drinkware is great for standing out at your event or relaxing in style at home. So order your item by calling or texting 708-299-7555.
0: Hello, Kena. How are you doing today? I am well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Getting used to this warmer weather. But you're in Alabama,
1: so you always get warm weather. <laughs> oh yeah, we get we get all the weather. <laughs> <laughs> it get cold out there. It does. We had snow for the first time in probably like five or six years, maybe longer. Um, oh ago. wow! Yeah. So we get it. We get the cold, but we never get snow. Oh, but it didn't snow as bad as like it did in Houston though, right? No, we got snow for uh it snowed that morning and by the afternoon it was gone. <laughs> it oh. was literally gone. <laughs> it was like a preview. <laughs> Just, a preview. Just little, enough for us to say we got snow, but we never <laughs> did <get> it. <laughs> okay, lucky y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So welcome
0: to the Be on Kind platform. Thank you for agreeing to interview. Um I'm always honored to get to know, you know, people that are doing their own thing. Um I read about you, you're a self-published author, a poet, play, a poet, a playwright, and you head your own book
1: club. Um that's super amazing. You're pretty busy. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I am. I don't know how I do it, but It's all about multitasking. (laughs) Exactly. You are a great multitasker then, because that's a lot.
0: (laughs) So what was an early experience where you learned that language had power?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I I started writing probably when I was about eight. So during that time, you know, I did little short stories and poems. And I was always a little avid reader. So I was the kid that was excited about the school book fair you know the book fair where you could get like your little books and then your little uh notepads and I was so excited like I had to have at least ten dollars um to go and so you know it was just that um I just think early on I noticed that I was was a little bit more creative and then a lot of my my um my friends I was more interested in like arts and things like that um I was the, the kid that was in the school plays and all of that stuff. So yeah. Early on I, I realized how how powerful the whole culture of art is, words, all of that. I just fell in love with it. Oh
0: wow, that's amazing. What was your favorite uh childhood book?
1: I liked um believe it or not the Goosebump series. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love those. <laughs> yes. And I was uh, I love scary movies. Like I still do to this day. Um I just love scary movies and I just gravitated toward those. Um also I liked um I liked the the uh was it Beverly Claire? I think it was Beverly Clary, Clary, mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. Those books, those are my the two ones I remember the most
0: yeah and i remember the book fair too i remember it would be in our um our gym room in my grandma's school and it's like a whole day where there, your teacher will take you out there and you purchase the book i do remember that like we had like a book fair similar to that and book it you remember book it i remember book
1: it yes <laughs> yes yeah. all the book reports just so i can get that little piece of <laughs> Look, I was excited about Bookie because we did that over the summer. So you know, you had to turn everything in the first day of school, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. I had stuff ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were good times. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, for sure. So you,
0: you write a lot of different things, like you. Um, I read that you have a appearances collection. Can you tell us a little bit about that um, that book collection?
1: Yeah, so appearances was my first novel. Um, I had, I came up with that idea around 2000 and uh, I think it was 13 something like that and it basically was just a, um, it, it came about from the poem by Paul Lawrence Dunbar we wear the mask and it was just something about that poem I know that the you know the premise of the poem is really different from the book so to speak but it, it was just interesting to me and um, so I wrote like a couple of I wrote it one page and it had like a synopsis on it. It had like maybe five lines of the first chapter. And I wrote down the characters at the top. No real descriptions, just names and uh, so that was around 2013 and so i remember i was going through some boxes and stuff cuz that that's what i had really been known for is i would come up with these book ideas i would write write them down and never followed up just never <laughs> would follow up and so finally uh, around 2016 i found um that paper and you know i just started reading it over and over and, and the whole story just started to, um play out in my head and i just you know it's like okay i'm gonna write this and so appearances is about um it's a drama filled suspense novel that didn't necessarily um begin that way it just kind of the characters just kind of took on a life of their own um but it is about people who will do anything to um to hide their true selves um it deals with frenemies it deals with um uh cheating scandals I mean I pretty much added everything every element to (laughs) that book um it's a spicy sizzling novel that is a true page turner um Mm -hmm. and, and it um it has been really getting some great reviews since it was released in um 2017
0: Nice. And you wrote some other, I saw some other books underneath there as well. Does that connect? Is that um like a sequel of appearances or is it just different stories? Or-
1: yeah, so appearances is um is a three-book series. Um okay. so appearances, then appearances two, and then appearances two masked off. Okay. And um, so yeah, it it and it never started out that way. I literally was gonna write that one book, but it was like, nah. I got to write another one. I got to write another one. So that's how it ended up. Just um, the story. The story ends with the last book. Okay. So
0: is it done yet? Is there more to the story?
1: You know, my readers have been asking me to write a book for. And I'm just like, no, like those characters stuck with me so long because when you're writing a a series, you, you can't concentrate on anything else because your mind is like following the flow of the story. Right. And I'm like, I'm done with these characters, y'all. Like, just just let them be. Like, I have to get them out of my head so I can bring other people in. Because <laughs> it was just a lot. That book was a lot, you know. And um, I, I was so surprised that, you know, the reviews that I was getting, that people liked it. And I'm, I was so honored and blessed that people actually liked it.
0: Wow, I mean, people a lot of authors say that. Like, I was just writing a book, you know, and oh my god, everybody just loved it. But that's what that's, I, I think it went. I think I talked to someone, I'm um, in another um interview. I think she said, Why would anybody want to hear my story? Why would anybody want to hear my thoughts? But you'd be surprised, you know, how people latch on to your words, your ideas, you know, your story. So I just find that amazing that every author says that <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Because you just don't. um, I I had a I had some experience um, as far as just, you know, knowing authors from, you know, being every reader, being, you know, going to book events as a reader. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's different. It's different when you are the one that has your your name on the book (laughs) It's a lot different. And you just, you know, you don't know what to expect. Um, you know you don't know if people you don't know if people are going to like it it has a lot of shock value I will say appearances does and I it didn't set out to write it that way but it was just you know how are people going to look at me as they read this book like you know but yeah it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of so are they are the characters loosely based off of
0: people you know or this is just straight off straight out of your imagination
1: uh some of the personalities are um personalities of people that I have met over the years uh-huh. um just um reiterated a little bit more than their you know just kind of their personality times 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice well you know people usually get
0: attached to characters you know Harry Potter with like 50 million books so um <laughs> people are always going to want more so uh I don't know. I I kind of sense another one, but okay. <laughs> I look forward to yeah. reading them though, <laughs> and I'll be the same yeah. person. Like, what next? Though, what's gonna happen? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, this is just for any every, every writer, like for inspiration. Like, where do you find inspiration? Like,
1: what is your writing process? Um, you know, believe it or not, and I tell people this. It. it um I had a conversation with um Daniel Black he's one of my favorite authors and um he was on Clubhouse and that was just one of the, the the days that I knew I had to make sure that I was in the audience and got on stage to speak with him and you know for my last my latest novel the characters actually came to me I know it's crazy um but they they started having a conversation in my head and I was in the middle of um Finishing up appearances to mask off and I literally wrote the conversation on a piece of Walmart receipt paper and <laughs> and just put it on my pegboard so in some instances inspiration will come to you like in the form of just you know hearing a couple of lines and that could turn into a whole story but some instances the characters actually come to you and it's up to you to go ahead and just let the story out from what they're trying to, you know, you you, you just write what the characters in your head say. And I tell people, I'm like, I'm not crazy, but people do talk to me, but I'm not crazy.
0: (laughs) But you're bringing people to life, like you're literally birthing people, you know what I'm saying? Like you're creating people. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of have like some type of relationship with these people you created or at least know them very well to know what their next step is going to be you know absolutely yeah I think you can't be a successful fiction book if it's not like that you can't oh I think they'll drink water today no one cares about that like they have to be really doing something to you know capture people you know and and then you you know people have to have emotions with the characters like oh I can't
1: stand her oh I love her you you know they have to have somebody they're rooting for or somebody that they're against (laughs) yes For sure. And it's um, one thing um, that I have um, really like I'm I'm a sponge when it comes to, you know, anytime I can speak with another author. The goal is to try to pull the emotion from the reader. And the only way you can pull the emotion from the reader is if you feel it as you write. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I will tell you that when I wrote the appearances series, I did not feel um, the emotions as far as. Um, being upset as much as I did um, with my last novel Um, but it's different emotions that you will as a reader feel from appearances and the emotions that you that you will feel is the same thing I felt when I was writing it and so if we can convey that to the reader and get them to actually you know get that pull that emotion in then that's when we're we're doing our job exactly exactly
0: So earlier we spoke about you having a book club entitled the Me Time Book Club. I love I just love the title, first of all, um, (laughs) of the book club, because that is essentially your time. Like you're you're in a
1: whole nother world when you're reading a book. What prompted you to start this book club? Um, Now, this is a funny story, too. Um, (laughs) So I was working at a at a bank. And I was a floater and a floater means that, you know, you just go from bank to bank as a teller. That's how I started. Well, mm-hmm. for a while, I kind of was like posted up, so to speak, at this one bank because they nobody needed anything like everybody. Nobody was taken off. So I was kind of like just sitting at the door on the computer, literally just greeting people as they came in. And so one day I was just going um, going through the internet and i saw something about oprah's book club and i was like hmm that sounds interesting and i like to read you know and i think that would be fun to do a book club i really think that would be fun you know just bring other women and it was other women that i knew at the time and i didn't know if they were ever readers or not but i'm like if you're not ever then you just gonna have to try to read um we just you know we gonna do this and that's kind of how it started this was um the summer of 2011 and I like I just got a group of people um, together a group of women and we you know came up with the name and the rest is history nice so what type of books are featured like what type of books do you guys read we actually um, every 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 member gets to host their own meeting, so they get to book what I mean they get to pick whatever type of book they would like. So we read everything. if you know if you want to read a self-help book, you know you want to do some type of history, whatever it is that you know that person wants to read, that's what we read. And that kind of opens the door up for us to get outside of our box of reading like the same type of authors over and over. Yeah. Yes, you know, just discover new people. And then, you know, we started actually hosting authors, um, you know, bringing them to the meetings, um, getting better understanding and, you know, insight on their books. So it just kind of it it works out because we get a chance to just kind of open up our minds a little bit more to, to different types of writers.
0: I like that because most book, book clubs, it's one person choosing a book. So it's always one person's interest which is nice if everyone has the same interest but how do you evolve if you're just reading kind of the same type of you know literature
1: right (laughs) exactly
0: I like that so is it open for anyone to join like how can anyone join this book club
1: yeah so it is open for anyone to join we have um a variety of women from the age of I think the youngest is maybe like 23 up until up to 61 and Anybody can join. Uh, Basically, what you would do is you would um, send us an email about your interest or, you know, hit us up on social media and we'll give you the book information. You'll come to the meeting. And um, if after the meeting you feel like you would like to join, we would actually vote, you know, to make sure, you know, hey, that person's personality vibe with us. Because, you know, every every group has a vibe. Right. And, um, you know, we we will vote and then um invite them to to join nice. are there any fees
0: or is it a free free joining?
1: Yes, yeah, so we have dues of ten dollars okay. per meeting um we utilize those dues for like any kind of book club expenses we We travel, we go to book events um and so that those dues help us offset costs and also like if someone hosts a meeting at their home or a place that doesn't provide food and drink then they can utilize um you know the the funds for you know to host at at their home and stuff so we try to make it as um so that people are not out of pocket if they do want to host in their home because a lot of people are more comfortable with you know and uh, being, you know, getting outside of a restaurant and stuff like that. And they want to be a little bit more personable. So we we try to have that available for for them.
0: Right. And how do you guys, how did you guys navigate through the pandemic? Like, how did you keep it up?
1: Uh, we at Zoom. Zoom. Okay. So you did so virtual. We did virtual. Um, we, we started, so we don't meet during the summer. Okay. So we did. So when the pandemic hit, I think that was around March. Um, the meetings that were after that up until May was via zone. And then around September, we, we got a little bit more comfortable with the social distancing and we kind of, um, uh, based on what the hostess wanted to do, um, we slowly got into going back to the restaurants. Um, but now zoom is now an option. So if you're hosting a meeting and you know, you just want to do zoom, Hey, by all means, that's an option now. So it, it worked out, um, I actually started a new chapter, um, in, in Birmingham. So I have the first chapter is in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And the new chapter is in Birmingham. Um, and I started that this last summer. Okay. And, um, now we are trying to, it's the same book club, just different, you know, different chapters. So now we're trying to merge so everybody can meet. And, um, we're actually taking a, a girl's trip to Savannah, Georgia next month.
0: I love Savannah, Georgia. I never say the beach right. I'm not even sure. TV Beach, I think I went there. Am I saying it right?
1: It's um Tabby, Tabby. Tabby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So it's like a. It's more than a book club. It's a sisterhood. It is. Um, we we do um we do a lot. It started out with us just meeting at each other's homes. It was, I mean, that's all we did. Then we branched off to do uh, community service. Then we branched off and started doing uh, traveling to, you know, going to book events and then hosting authors. And, you know, myself being an author, I noticed that Alabama did not have, uh, it did not have a place for black authors to sell their books. Now we have smaller events throughout the year, but nothing big. So I was traveling, you know, usually to, to, um, you know, Atlanta, they always have book events, Mississippi, even Mississippi had, you know, book events.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and I know there was one in Montgomery, Alabama, but when I reached out to them, I just didn't get the right vibe as though my books would fit in. So -hmm. to speak, and so, um, on a, on a, on a, um, car ride back from the Essence Festival, um, in, in 2019, we decided that we were going to do our own book event. And so we was like, you know, there's a need for, it. you know, we, I have experience just based on being somebody that it goes and actually participate. So I know the, the basics and, you know, we pulled off our first book event, um, last week last weekend called behind the ink oh
0: that's dope that's dope but it's isn't it high like uh alabama i think that's a high black population so that's kind of odd to me that you guys wouldn't have um like a black book event
1: you know yeah and they um i heard that there used to be one years and years ago but it stopped and like there are smaller ones in the city but nothing like you know a, you know a big event okay. and so um, yes and so I was fortunate enough to um I reached out to Steelman College and I don't I can't even tell you how I even thought about Steelman College it was just God you know and I reached out to them and they um was one of our main sponsors um mm-hmm. to provide a great venue I mean just went above and beyond to help us out so it was just divine intervention, you know. What better way to give back than to host it at HBCU, you know? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Are you plan on is this uh, plan on doing this every year? So it started out with, let's just see if we can do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I honestly did not have any expectations to do it again. I'll be honest, but you know, I have so many um, friends in the in the uh, literary community that I've met over the years and of course I invited them out and we got such great feedback from not only them but the the people that attended Um, we got so many sponsors I mean it was just amazing how we were able to pull it off and it was only six of us that's it just six of us wow um and we did it and so Because of the feedback, we actually decided Thursday that we were going to do it next year. (laughs)
0: that is awesome that is i mean it's needed you know what i'm saying so i'm I'm glad that you decided to do that again
1: (laughs) and the thing that thing that really got me was it was so many people that attended that said i had no idea there were so many black local authors like we write books yes we do write books and we read books and you know we had a, a free book table that was almost empty at the end of the um event like people were getting cookbooks, they were getting children's books um that we got donated by the united way um books the prison program donated books to us and i mean it was it's just like that's basically our goal is to promote literacy in the community and just you know show a different side of us that people you know don't think that is there um so yeah we we definitely were just you know it was just so full of joy that we were able to to show showcase showcase the authors
0: that's that's dope because we're so what are we limited to entertainment like we can't do anything like play ball or sing you know um even get shocked when because I craft and some people are shocked about that like black people craft yes black people do everything everybody else do like (laughs) we're not limited to the art I mean to entertainment we're in the arts we're in other type because entertainment is art to me we're in all type of arts you know we're creative in different ways not just the same thing you know
1: Exactly. And especially I know I still get looks, I still get the funny looks if I say, you know, I'm, I'm the president of a book club. And they're like, really? Yes, I am. <laughs> you know, you know, it's just that whole thing of um, you know, we we can do we can we can do whatever it is that, that you all can do. We do it. And you know, I it's just sad that it's not showcased more than, than it is, but I was, I was just so, so excited that we were able to bring that, bring that into um, existence.
0: Yeah, I'm loving that. Cause you're, you're not only like presenting a new concept of, you know, what people are doing, but people do not you know, other cultures don't don't think we do but I think it's also evolving the perception of black people too and black women you know that we're not just in this sector like we're all around creative in all different you know sectors so I think that's dope and I I do hope that this continue to be like an annual thing and you can inspire the younger the youth you know, they think that they're only stuck with being an entertainer, a doctor, or a lawyer. Like there are so many other professions other than a doctor and a lawyer, too. Like I get irritated with that as well.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And we had um, one of our featured authors was a stellar um, uh, person in our community um, that actually uh, started a, a program called Mind Changers. And um, he wrote a book based off of his life. And so we thought it was very important to highlight him and showcase him not only as, you know, an author, but a local author that is also, you know, has this amazing after school program in our community. And, you know, it was it was so great to see younger men at his table, you know, purchasing his book. It was just it was just awesome. And we we need that. And he's he's like a mentor um, for a lot of um, at risk youth And so it was just it was just great that even if they weren't in the mind changes program and out of school, they still had someone that they could get a card from and connect with. And he was willing to talk to them.
0: Yes, most definitely. I love stuff like that. I love when people give back um, because how will they know if no one teach them? You know, it's it's one thing to sit back and and be like, man, little Johnny just acting a fool. But it's another to say, hey, little Johnny, let's talk, you know, because sometimes sometimes a mentor is probably the only parental figure that that child will have and they'll take that with them so it's about making a difference not not judging someone but getting to understand them and help them if you have the 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 resources and the knowledge to help them then do so
1: you know exactly and that was my main thing um we attended the national book club conference in um 2017 i believe was our first time ever going it's in atlanta georgia and um I, when I tell you we were like shell shocked walking in there, seeing all of these black book clubs from across all across the country. I mean, we knew we existed, but we didn't know we existed like that, you know? <laughs> and it was women that were, had been together for, I mean, 20 years. And you're just like, wait a minute. Why, why am I just not hearing about this? Why am I just now, you know? As much as I like to read, how you know why haven't I joined a book club years ago? And one thing that stuck out to me during that time is um, they were honoring Ayala, um, for she got like an achievement award that night, mm-hmm. and uh, she said something that was very, very uh, that really resonated with me. And she said, "A group of us can get together and make a difference. Like we can, we can get together and feed families and." It just stuck out to me so much. I'm like, yeah, we can. Like we could do community service. We could, you know, all of this stuff we can do. We're a group of women. You know, yes, we're a book club, but we're a group of women, you know, professional women that we really can make a difference. And that just stuck with me. Um, so I just I just thank her for for, for that. Yeah,
0: and it don't take a lot. Like you said, it took six people you know, to, to help with the expo, well, but don't take a lot of people. It just take determined people.
1: That's right. That's absolutely
0: right. You know, we get so caught up in these numbers, but even if I just have one, that's one more than that's better than zero. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's, it's that's, the impact. It's not
1: the numbers. Right. Exactly. And just to, you know, when we, when we were, you know, wrapping up the event and everybody was gone and we were, the same six that were there at like eight o'clock that morning, not knowing what to expect. We were like literally sitting there like, I cannot believe we did this. Like this room was filled with over 30 authors. We had vendors, we had musician, event hosts. All of these people just came. I mean, they just fell into place. And it was just like, you know, yeah, I told him, I was like, this is just something that we just, it was just meant for us to do this. It was, you know, already ordained, already lined up. We had to go through the struggles, but God already knew what he was doing. We just had to follow.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's super, super dope. Um, so at BYOK, we have a staple question. And that question is, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be?
1: Uh, <laughs> wow <laughs> one word I, I'll say determined okay and why I'll say determined because I'm the type of person that whatever it is that I want to do I'll put my mind to it and I'll do it um, if, even if it's going to take a while I'm going to do it if I want to go on a trip I'll have it in my mind that that's where i go eventually I know I'm going to get there some kind of way um, so I'm I have to say determined. I'll, I'll, you know, I tell people I'll, if, if, if it's, if it's meant to be, I'll make it happen. <laughs> I like that though. So even in the, even when it
0: seemed like it's to you, it never seems like it's not going to happen. It's like, I'm going to be patient with this because this is eventually going to happen.
1: Absolutely. You and uh-huh. you have, to, you have to have that mindset in, in anything that you do, um, I know my my two sons, um, I was able to, we was able to get them uh, writing their um children's book series. And one thing that really um that I really, really, I don't think I set out to do it, but I kinda had a little speech for them when their book we wrote the book at the kitchen table. And um they when we when we got the book in the mail, like their little preview copy. Um, They opened the book up and I just went into this whole speech. I was like, you see, you see what can happen when you have an idea, you can make it come to life like that's what anything you want to do, you can do it. Look at what came about from this little sheet of paper that we wrote down at the kitchen table. You have a whole book and look at, you know, all Mm -hmm. the opportunity you all created for yourself. So it was just so important to instill that into them as well. That's
0: nice. So you teaching them determination and, and the importance of hard work and fulfilling your dreams. And I feel like it should start at home because once you get grown and you get out in this world, you're gonna need that on the inside because it's um it's crazy out there. You know, I'll le- I'll make it you know nice, but it, it's crazy out there. It's like you you're legit fighting every time you walk outside that door. You know.
1: Exactly. And I, and I want them to be able to understand that they don't have to be limited. And um, what they want to do, they can be creative and and whatever idea they come up with, they can bring it into existence. Like if that's something you want to do, you know, I've shown you that it's possible. You just have to you just have to sometimes, you know, encourage your own self and depend on you and, and not worry about, you know, what people will say or how they will how they'll receive it. You just do it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Because some people will look at, oh, that's lame. Oh, that's if this is what you want to do. OK, it's lame to you. But if this is what I want to do, this is what I'm going to do. And that's why I, I, I like celebrate parents that teach kids to just be yourself. You know, that's what this whole platform is about. But some people don't start out that way because they weren't, they were taught to kind of just bend to whatever the trend is, bend to what other people are doing. Then you get older and you're like, you know what? That's too much pressure. You know, I'm just going to be myself. But the blessing and knowing that at such a young age, how many obstacles you won't even have to face just knowing that, at, you know, earlier on.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really, it's really important for, for um, kids to understand that, They can be themselves and not worry about what society thinks. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that, you know, nowadays, I think more parents are being more open to to creative children and just allowing them to just blossom and not hold them in this certain box or category that we want them to be. Um, I just think it helps with their overall development and well-being um, as they grow up
0: exactly exactly and it's breaking out of that doctor lawyer box
1: <laughs> i know it's either doctor lawyer or, or sports or per- you know, play basketball football it's like there we do so much more um if you want to be a lawyer what kind of lawyer we just say lawyer you know if you want <laughs> we don't say what kind we it's so much stuff like do you, you could be a veterinarian you know right. Mean, and if so that's much. what you want to do that's fine but <laughs>
0: right but you're right. It's like, I'm going to be okay. We're well, going to be a criminal lawyer, a sports lawyer. I didn't know it was so many lawyers. And there's so many doctors we know, you know. So you're right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how can people reach you?
1: Yes, I'm on um, Instagram at um, K. Roche. Also, I have a Facebook page, Author K. Roche. And my website is kroscheweegly.com. Uh, I try to keep that as updated as possible with um, any new events, um, anything that I've, I'm doing or have done. I try to keep that updated. Um, you can also reach me um, on my website via the contact button. That'll take you directly to my email.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And guys, I want you to follow her, follow her, purchase her books, appearances. I know that I am. Cause I want to, I want to get into the know. I want to know the juicy characters and what they up to. <laughs> It's a lot. I'm going to just tell you. It's a lot. You I like ready. stuff like that. I love <laughs> the drama, the scandal. I think when I, I I watched, I think I watched the first season of Scandal just because it was named Scandal. I'm like, oh, it's <laughs>
1: actually name Scandal. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if you could get past chapter, if you could get past would, maybe chapter three in appearances, you might be all right if you could get past that, but you're going to have to get past it first. <laughs> okay you like I'm just warning you I'm just letting you know I'm just, <laughs> I'm just warning you I'm just warning you so don't say I didn't get that disclaimer okay <laughs> Um, you have any upcoming projects anyone need to be made aware of yeah so um um, the past couple of years, I have released two stage plays, and they have been performed at at by my drama ministry at my church. And so, I am planning on doing an actual stage play, um, maybe next year. I have a couple of people lined up. I have it already written. It's just a couple of logistics I need to um, iron out. But um, I'm looking to do that. I'm also le- I'm also in the process of finishing my travel memoir. Um, I tr- had the opportunity to travel to Ghana, um, West Africa. And so I wanted to detail, you know, my experience as being, you know, a, a black American going to Africa for the first time and visiting the slave castles and things like that. Um, and, you know, just trying to to stay busy. Um, I do want to write a new a new standalone novel. I have a couple of ideas I'm working on now. But yeah, so just be on the lookout for those things. I'm excited.
0: Yes, I'm excited too. I'm excited about the memory. I've always wanted to go to Africa that is on my list, you know, to go. So I would I would love to read about that experience. Cause it's different coming from another country and going over there and seeing, you know, the history of what happened over there because we we're not taught that over here. You know, that's it's kinda like a self taught type thing or and you have to experience it for yourself. So
1: Absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the thing about it is, um, uh, what I have, what I've told my sons time and time again, is like, we didn't start from slavery. Slavery is something that happened to us, but that is not our beginning. And I, it's really, really important for for us to understand that, you know, we were a stolen people, stolen heritage, stolen identity, stolen language, culture, traditions. Um, and so, it was so so impactful um to visit the um the journey and you really leave with a different understanding and and a different sense of pride um knowing that you know we come from people that went through all of that and still survive you know
0: right and we're royalty despite what happened we're still royalty
1: exactly exactly and it's i'll tell you like that that trip changed my perspective on a lot of things um you know you go from angry you go from sad you go to angry and sad throughout the whole time um but it was just I would definitely recommend um the company that we use so if you are interested in going to Ghana West Africa I'll give you that information um because they were absolutely the best people to go with because they go every year Mm -hmm. Um, so everything was pretty much taken care of. You didn't have to. Once you've paid, your you, everything is taken care of for you. Oh,
0: room board, tickets, plane tickets,
1: all types, all of that. Yes, they they do it all. Like we didn't even have a passport. And I'm like, how, who we who do we think we are trying to go to Africa? We don't have. They take care of getting your passport done. Um, as um, yeah, uh, they give you all the information that you need. Um, you know, you have to get your yellow fever vaccine and stuff but they are so thorough with giving you all the information they set up your um, your your flights and all you don't have to worry about nothing and when you get over there with the, the amount that you paid you know your room and board is taken care of they provide breakfast and dinner every night wow. um, you know the money there the US dollar is a little bit more higher there so I mean you will have you know, you bring money and you have plenty enough money to buy souvenirs and stuff. And it's just, I mean, it was just an awesome experience. And I, I, I want to go back. Like, I have to go back. Yeah, I,
0: def- I am going to uh, send you a sideline. I i would like to experience it like that. Wow. So, mm-hmm. so where where all in Africa did you go besides Ghana?
1: Uh, we went to Kamasi. Um, Kamasi is where we went to the Ashanti King kingdom and we got a chance to see um, the Adinkra symbols being made from um, the tree bark ink and uh, that's something that was so impactful to me with the Adinkra symbols. I actually got those tattoos, <laughs> some of the tattoos of the ones that really, really stuck out to me after I researched them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, we also traveled to um, Cape Coast where we um, we visited the slave castles and uh, Elmina slave castle um, we went to the Slave River, which is basically the, the river that the slaves crossed over before they were brought into this, this big area, uh, like auction area to be sold uh, before they got to the castles. That was, that was a hard day. Um, and, we, we, and we went to Accra, which is a um, capital city there. It was a beautiful city. Um, just so much. Um, we, we got there um Saturday and we left and we made it home Saturday so we're there for a week
0: wow that sounds Mm -hmm. amazing
1: it's it's I'm telling you it was it it I've never I, I don't think I'll ever go anywhere else that would would um be as impactful like no matter where I go trip wise that is hands down like the best experience I have ever had um, i'm just glad that i did it i, I was kind of you know you, you're kind of on the fence because it's like you you don't know these people but we actually went with um Domitin pongo i don't know if you heard of him but he's an mtv journalist um we went with him his his family is from ghana and um so they partner with sankofa travel ventures and he takes like twenty Americans once a year, or sometimes twice a year, to Ghana. And you know, I was like, "Well, he's gone. They've gone so many times, and you can look them up on YouTube and everything, and you can see the the experience." So I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll trust them. Let's go. Let's do it." <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you're glad you did. <laughs> I, I am. You know, it. it I mean, so, so welcoming like to go somewhere and all you see is us doing everything you know at the airport on billboards everywhere just us wow i'm sitting here thinking of that like (laughs) i'm picturing that it's beautiful and at the last the last day that we were there um of course you can you will go you'll go to a um to a store where you can pick out like fabric, custom fabric, and they have people that will design whatever you want from a dress to a jacket to pants, whatever you want. They'll make a custom outfit for you. Um, and then at the end, they do a name uh, naming ceremony. So you'll receive your African name based on the day you were born. Um, and they give you, you know, your bracelets with your name. The, a pastor is there. And I mean, like they dance, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, it is nothing like it. Nothing like it. Wow. <laughs> yes. Look at me, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs>
0: I'm picturing this. Okay. <laughs> you, would love it. you really would love it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Kenna, thank you for sharing that with us. I can't wait for the book and I can't wait to go myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I just want to tell you, I have had a great time in this interview and I've learned so much. Uh, yes. Yeah about, you know, the black literary world. Um, I also wasn't aware that it was that many black book clubs. Like I was in awe when I saw it on your site. I'm like, she got a book club. I did say that. I'm like, oh my gosh, she got a book club. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. So I thought that was awesome, but just to know that there's some around the, you know, around the, the country and I don't even know about, it, I'm like, okay, let me see if I got one close to me because I'm in the middle of um I, I'm by Indianapolis. I like think I'm 45 minutes from Indianapolis and I'm uh two hours from Chicago. So I'm pretty sure it's gotta be some in one of those cities. So
1: yeah, go on the website AALBC.com <clears throat> excuse me, A-A-L-B-C dot com. And um, Troy is the owner of that website. He's an awesome guy. I got a chance to meet him at the Mississippi Book Club Festival. But his that that website is all things literary. And it contains every single state with every black book club. Nice.
0: Okay, I'll definitely check yeah. that out. And listeners, if you are interested in being in um, a black book uh, I can't even say it, a black book club. <laughs> Go to <for> that <laughs> site as well. I'll have it at the um. It's at the bottom of the screen, and you'll see that. And I welcome you to do something different. Or if you've just been looking for this, now you don't have to search. You know. So thank you, Kina, for this information. Thank you for sharing your experiences with us. it has been a very great, great interview. And listeners, thank you for listening. And I hope that you have been inspired as well. And as always, don't forget to be your own kind and kind to each other bye bye thank you so much be blessed you do too